Hello. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to the Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith. And um, let me just say I am super excited to be back. Uh, we had to take a break for a little while, but uh, we, we are not letting this uh, the podcast uh, just disappear. Um, we get so much good feedback from people, um, and, and we have loyal listeners. Uh, just had to take a break. Uh, started a new career. Um, just had to take some time to kind of focus on that transition. I don't know about you out there in the Kosh land, but... Uh, if you've ever changed a job after you've been on a job for a really long time, uh, that's a transition. It takes a minute. So you got to kind of get your feet under you and get right. And I had to get my feet under me and get right. And let me tell you something else. Trying to catch up with people in the summer is tough because people are out there enjoying that thing called warm weather. And I ain't mad at them. So, uh, but we are back uh, this is our 21st episode. I am super excited about who our guest is this week. Um, so let me let me just go ahead and uh, introduce him. His name is Aaron Jackson. He is a veteran and owner of Daddy Do It Yourself LLC. Aaron, how you doing today? Good, Tim. How you doing? I'm doing really, really good. Um, can you share a little something about yourself for the Kosh listeners? And uh, what is your connection to the Kosh? Yeah. Um, well, I've been in Oshkosh for, say, about, let's say, eight years now. I went to school here where I got some some degrees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some degrees, nothing. <laughs> you want to share about that? Yeah, I have, uh, I have six. So I have three minors, which is Spanish, African-American studies, and that's a minor. I got to figure them out. Well, I know my uh, majors anyway. My majors are criminal justice, sociology, uh, social, uh, psychology. And then um, I have a minor in African American studies, Spanish. And I keep forgetting the last one. Oh, no, that's it. <laughs> and then, sorry. And then I got a master's in public administration. Bruh. <laughs> that's a lot, man. That's a lot going on. That's a whole, whole lot of school. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so um, I was linked to the area through college. Um, I ended up buying a house here, staying around. Uh, did some jobs that I just got tired of doing the job. So I've been doing construction on my own on the side for like 16 plus years. So I decided just to start my own business this year, which a lot of people kind of frowned against because of COVID. But um, we've been doing all right. We've been doing all right kind of with the area. Um, so, yeah, I'm still around here, still out of Oshkosh. Uh, travel a lot. So I've been everywhere from Milwaukee, Michigan to Atlanta, Georgia. That's the furthest one so far. So we build we build a lot of stuff for a lot of people. So Okay. Cool. You ready to jump into the first segment? Sure. All right. The first segment is called and for our uh past Kosh listeners, we decided to change some of the segments up. We're doing a refresh starting the 21st episode. Uh, this segment is called What's on Your Soul? Um, it's just an opportunity to talk about something that's going on right now that's been on your mind. So so what you got going on? Hmm. Let's think. I think the I don't know, dating. I think just dating's been on my mind. 
Dating? I, I okay, think, break that down. I think I just, um, so I feel that the era of dating has definitely changed. Um, and people's acceptance of that has changed. So that's just something that me and my buddies were just talking about the other night. Um, compared to the era I was born in, we're walking up to somebody with a notepad and a pen, and I'm hoping that you could write a number down would uh, would have definitely been like the highlight of your afternoon to where to the point where we move now where there's so much variety that if somebody has an eyelash on a shade, you can just swipe right. So it's like it gets to the point where I feel like people have shorter attention spans when it comes to dating and they definitely have shorter patience and ideal of working through issues, but they're still wanting a similar ideal of like a long term relationship. And Okay. Let's see. I'm 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 out of practice with that thing, and and I'm assuming you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, very very lucky that uh, that is that is not out there. Uh, shout out to the wifey. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, that I think dating in today's age would just be mind boggling when you throw connecting through technology into it. Like that. That would just be the ultimate game changer. Yeah, I mean, at times I, I really feel like I'm Egyptian uh, to the point where they send so many emojis. It's just like hieroglyphics. I didn't realize we were still talking with pictures anymore. Um, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> it, just, it just gets to the point where, um, and I'm again, I'm 31, so it's not like I'm, I'm aged, but it's like that that is just not something I was ever experienced with. And um, to the point where I, I, I just get the point, that I have to start like studying dating to try to make sense of it just because I'm a nerd like that. So in the ideal categories and stuff that you try to like develop, not necessarily put people in, but try to understand like where they're, they're most likely to fit. And a lot of it, I think it's, it's based on previous damage from relationships where a lot of people sit. I think to the point where you've either had, too much um, damage from previous relationship that you hinder yourself from actually falling further. So every little thing scares you off. You get, you get that situation. I think you get to the point too, where you have less experience, so you're quick to fall into this ideal of love that wherever wherever that belongs. So then you got these kind of like hopefuls, and then you get the ones kind of in the middle that are just been damaged just enough to be kind of bitter towards you. So it always turns into this. It's a weird kind of concept. And then you get the, the rarities, the unicorns, where the women are out there actually worse than men um, with the idea of hooking up or whatever it is and being being forward with that. So I think it's it's a very weird dynamic, like especially when you're trying to look for like an intellectual conversation. Um, because I think as most men age, um, it, it stops turning from beauty to the intellectual uh, stimulation, to so the idea of being intellectually attractive. Um, and especially for me, I think that's where I'm, I'm moving towards. Like, if we can't hold the conversation, that that does not make me want to continue that date. Um, if I look at you or I say something and I get the deer in the headlight kind of look, and I was just like, you know what, that's that's a next, not a next date kind of situation. But I think it's just so complicated now, especially with COVID. I mean, we've been forced to be in our house. So essentially you think we would have been better at communicating, but actually it's been worse. So people have used that as an excuse. So I guess it saves guys money. They don't really have to take anybody on dates anymore. But uh, you can just do Facebook dates or whatever you're doing, like over the video. Facebook 
dates. Bruh. I don't even know what that is. Let me so so let me clarify this. All right, let me ask this. So it's safe to assume right at this particular moment, you're you're single? Uh yep, I sure am. All right, ready to mingle? Uh indeed. All right. So Kosh listeners out there for you other uh ladies who are single and ready to mingle. Uh I think Mr. Jackson has just put it out there. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. All right. <laughs> All right. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, Ice Ice Baby all the way. What? I know every single word. Bruh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, I'm not going to lie. That that is, that is a jam. It makes you feel some kind of way when you do hear it. Uh, it makes you, uh, I believe it makes you crave for old school parachute pants and you want to do the MC hammer across the floor. I think it makes you stop, collaborate, and listen. I think it just does a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite sandwich? The classic. I think the PB&J. I love it. Especially those, like, those Uncrustables. You ever freeze those and eat those things? No, 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 no. Yeah, so it's a, it's a circle peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Essentially, you get them in their like little wrappers, but you can put them in the freezer, and then you eat them right out of the freezer. Just just as it's so frozen. It, it freezes the peanut butter, but not the jelly. So it, it, I don't know, it tastes really good. I think, if you haven't tried it, try it. I think that's that's where you need to go with that, Uncrustables. Uncrustables. All right. What is your dream vacation destination? Greece. I always wanted to go to Greece. Um, I was at a fascination with early civilization, and um, anything, anything Greek. I think I've been a dork on that since I would say seven. So anything I had to do with Greek gods, literally every single one of my animals is named after a Greek god. Hmm. Um, since I was probably seven, so we went through quite a bit. We didn't. We, they don't last as long as they like to say they are. What the the animals? But yeah, I guess the Greek gods at that point. Oh, the Greek gods at that point. Fair enough. Um, are you a dog or a cat person? I'm more of a dog person. I think I grew up with cats, and I think anybody that grows up with cats automatically switches to dogs. Um, cats are cool. They're smart. They're definitely smarter than dogs. But I think there's something there's something to be said about, like, kind of like watching my, for example, I have an English bulldog named Hercules. He is dumb, and I love it. Like, he's, he's cute dumb. He runs into the wall dumb, and he just looks like he has no idea what's going on. But he's happy as hell. So I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think seeing that is um, it is it just brings joy to my life. I don't think a cat rubbing on me and purring would would do that. But his goofy little face, his goofy little activities he does, just brings immediate joy to my life when you see that. Yeah, and uh, I'm a, I definitely am. A, I love a, I love a dog. Mm-hmm. Like that's your partner. Like he, 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 he's real simple. Like look, feed me treats. Take me for walks. Rub the back of my head. Yeah, rub my head, and my belly. I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Simple. Yep, simple. Simple, simple. All right. Okay, the next segment we're going to do is called What is Your Go-To? So, what is your go-to cocktail beer? Yeah, my new, my new cocktail um, I think it's my summer drink is anything peach whiskey and lemonade. Um, that's just been my new one. Beer, mm. I love Fat Tire. Um, one of my favorite beers. Uh, I think it, as it gets warmer, it gets better. So um, if I'm working outside at the house, um, I just get a six pack, set it down, and um, even if it does get warm, it actually still tastes good. So I mean, that's how you know quality beer. 
You drink Miller Lite warm. That's just that's not a good day. <laughs> Bruh, I'm gonna have to agree with you. That's not that's not good stuff. Warm. Um, not a big beer drinker myself though. But uh, you know, if it, if I had if if it's between beer and nothing, it's beer. It's, it's definitely not nothing. Yeah, it's definitely not nothing. <laughs> All right. Um, music album artist. Yeah, music. I'm a big R&B fan. Um, I would say album. I don't really know the album, maybe. But artist, definitely Brian's Knight. I think that is hands down. That's the dude. He's a he's a he's a he's at least a Don. I don't know the Godfather of R&B, but he's at least a Don of R&B. You don't know who Brian McKnight is, and that's on your playlist. You need to fix that. Look, he do. Uh, he got slow jam tape worthy songs. That's how I judge it. Like yep. if you, if you, if you in that category, that that slow R and B category, mm-hmm. and you that person, I judge it by back in the day when I used to be in high school and I used to make tapes. That's how you let a girl know you really liked them. You made them a tape. That took an art form. I don't think people realize anymore. Like you had a Prish play and record at the same time. Yeah. And then you would have to try to stop it in between commercials. Mm -hmm. You're good. And then of course you would have your own name to it. Like Timbers Love Jams number one. Yeah. Facts. (laughs) Volume one. You know what? Shout out to the slow jam tape. Because that took a lot of time. It took a lot of time and you effort. Look, but I'm going to tell you, there were some some serious go-tos in those categories. Like one of my go-tos, you couldn't make one of those without Luther. Oh, definitely. There ain't no slow jam tape without Luther Van Ross. And I ain't talking about skinny Luther. I'm talking about big Luther. Yep. Y'all know what I, for, for all y'all out there listening, if you know what I'm talking about, then you really know what I'm talking about. Luther indeed. Luther. All right. Um, sport hobby. Yeah, love football. Um, still actually play it every now and then. I play semi pro football. Um, even though I shouldn't, I'm getting too old for it. Um, my hobby. I love. I love working with my hands, which is kind of coincide with my job. Um, anything I can do with that. Uh, building cars. I have a hobby car that right now I'm putting together. Ooh, what kind of car? I mean, what it? What's what is it? It's a '73 Mustang. So I'm just finishing up the wiring on that one. Then I just bought another hobby car. And I'm going to end up putting a, or a truck. So me and my son are going to put together, and it's going to be his when he's 16. But it's a older, it's a 1949 Dodge pickup truck. So mm. it's actually, it's a beautiful, beautiful, it's going to be a beautiful truck. I think that I do have seating the beauty afterwards. But, uh, yeah, so those are, those are some things I'm working on right now. I picked up gardening, which is. Ooh, yes. It is good. I picked up gardening. Mainly for just the one reason to make salsa and sauces, because um, I love to cook. So. Bro, that's exactly what me and the wife do. Mm. We we grow a garden for the sake of salsa, and every year we make the batch. And and, and you know what? Before you leave out of here, I'll make sure you I, you get a jar of this fire. There it is, because I got it. There it is. Sunday, it's, watching football, eating chips. Yep, yep. Now here's what I'm gonna tell you. Don't call me later talking about. How you love how it tastes, but how it beats you up later. I, I, I don't want. I don't want hear oh, them problems. I got. I got some Diablo sauce. I'm. I'm good. You like, good? I like spicy. All right. Good deal. Good deal. Because it's not for the week. <laughs> it's not for the week. All right. Um. Next segment. Ka- the Kosh hidden gems. Um. 
this is where you share like something or somewhere in the cash that you you really really like but you don't think others might not know about or might not appreciate or have experienced yeah um i think i'm trying to figure out the park name but there's this one one park i think over by the where it would consider the mental institution over there that you can drive up to the water. Asylum. Asylum Bay, yeah. Yeah, um, Asylum Bay. So you you drive up there, and then there's a boat launch to the, like, straight in front of you. But if you just walk to the right, there's, like, this little path right there that leads you to this tiny little dock that's, like, through the trees. Um, and you can set up a good chair there, you know, bring a cigar, and then just go fishing. I think that's it's the most peaceful spot. Like, nobody, I think nobody goes there randomly because... Well, there's obviously some people there, but it's like when you're sitting there, nobody knows how you got there, first of all. It's just a random deck that looks like it's floating in the water, but you can get there through the back of the woods. You just sit there and just relax and kind of like re resetting yourself. Mm-mm. You just gave it up. Like, see, I got a rule. I don't tell, no, I don't tell nobody where I fish, well, except for the main fishing spot because it's so public. But right. the, 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 the secrets... Oh, I did, he had to eat them the low keys. I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you it was a good fishing spot because it's not. But it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely relaxing, Bruh. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. It's not that. It's not. It's not a good one. Um, what next segment? What does the cash need? What's missing? What What do we need here? Uh, yeah, oh, um, I, I don't. I don't really know at the end of the day. Like, I think where I would like to do is more, have a more place where we had social gatherings, not essentially just always a drink or eat German food. <laughs> I know we're pretty brats and cheese, we're cheese curds here, but something that we can just do something social. Um, even if it's, we can sit down and put up a sign and then if some people want our services or something like that, they can come talk to us or something like that. Just to be more social. I think we have more eateries then in this little space then that's necessary we definitely have more bars that are in the space that are necessary i think the ideal of it we just we aren't as social as a community and i think because of that um we we tend to other a lot of people and a lot of a lot of different cultures in this area we tend to like stay away from them instead of spending more time to know them so i think the idea if we can't just do something where we sit down and talk with each other if we could do something where we at least can be around each other, like do more uh, fairs and stuff like that, where you can bring your family out. So it brings you into the community to possibly give you the chance to meet other people. I think they're working on it. Um, you know, because they shut down Sawdust Days, didn't they? They shut that off. Yeah, they shut down Sawdust Days, but they, they, didn't they start music in the park? Um, and there's been some other things. I'm really, I'm a huge fan of the Saturday um, farmer's market. Like, yeah. that's a nice little feel. There's this little. The egg uh, rolls. No, nah, man, I'm telling you, there's this one stand. And it's over there on the corner, over there by uh, 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 Washington Street or, or Algoma that does burritos. Oh uh, yeah, I never in in front of in front of the uh, new moon. And let okay. me tell you, them burritos are fire. Burritos, look, look bro. <laughs> Shout out to the burritos. Them burritos, I and and they're so good that I have started making it 
like my Saturday ritual to get up every Saturday. I go pick one. I pick me up one. I pick my wife up one because she be she's getting off work early in the morning on Saturday. And, and let me tell you, when she knows that that burrito is waiting for her, when she get off work, I'm 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 I got the S on my chest. I'm I'm the I'm super husband. There it is. Uh, yeah, there it is. And that burrito is that good. If y'all know who I'm talking about, I don't know the name of the Mexican stand. Um, or, or the Hispanic stand that is making these burritos, but fire, fire! All right. So, um, next segment. Who's making a difference? Who right now out there in the world, whether local or uh, uh, national or uh, regional? Who do you feel is making a difference? What are they doing? Yeah, I mean, I've, I think, again, like a shout-out to the educators um, in this world. I think they right now are are adapting to this current pandemic we have going on, and they're doing it with grace. I think at some point these these teachers were so set and so long for doing something so long, but maybe this pandemic has become a blessing. It's It's created a point where teachers have to be more creative now, um, especially getting the education through. So again, I would love, I would love to thank the educators. I think they're doing the most out there. Like again, my son's educator is is amazing. She goes above and beyond anything she's doing, um, getting kids involved via the screen because that's almost impossible nowadays. We understand how how switch fast fast they want to get fast through things like thirty seconds and they're done. On a screen, but to keep these kids engaged, I think educators definitely need the biggest shout out right now. Um, I agree. I think what maybe really has happened is like our educators have been tasked with being everything plus educators, right? Right. Uh, in a lot of cases, they might be the 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 guiding adult in our in a young person's life. Right. Uh, the their support system, their their place where they feel the person that takes care of them and and hooks them up with resources and services. Like I think what may have really happened in the pandemic is due to the fact that they were not in person, they got an opportunity to refocus on just education in a lot of cases. Uh, And I could be wrong about that uh, because I'm sure that they, they had a lot more going on because they were transitioning over to a new form of, uh, teaching um, in some cases and some might have already already been online and doing those things but um, I think it it presented the opportunity to get back and get focused on the education where our schools seem to have become uh, a catch-all for all things children um, which I'm, it's not necessarily a bad thing but uh, I do think it, it's a probably more than a lot have signed up for when they originally got into education. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think the idea like where parents take less responsibility in their kids' education, which I feel like now they're forced to at least get them to the point of logging on, having their materials present, and so on and so forth. Like, it's like, I think a lot of, and I've known a lot of parents that feel like as soon as they send their kids to school, that's it. They don't have to do anything else. Um, it's pretty much like a free day or babysitting day or whatever it is. But then when they come home, they keep that same mentality. And they want to under, understand when their kid's falling behind, not knowing what's going on in school. It's like we as parents take 
we take school for granted at some point. Like they they're not re reaffirming or reassuring all the time that your kid's getting this stuff because they can't. They have thirty plus students where you as a parent could actually take some effort in your kid's education and make sure he's getting it. Run them through some stuff, teach them some more stuff. Just be a parent. Like at some point, instead of throwing a screen in front of your kid and calling that be a parent. Like it's like I get so irritated because again, like Kenyon, my son, seven, the, the the he is so intelligent, and it's not the fact that he he has all this tutoring or all that. He just has two parents that care, and I think at some point we care about his education enough that he's always doing some kind of extra activity to become better. So we've always had a saying with me and him. I say you're going to be a good man or a great man, and um, so I'm like a good man does what he's told and but a great man does more. And he always tells me he's going to be a great man. And uh, so I think he he embodies a lot of the stuff that I tell him, and then we move forward with that. And he is. He's a great young little man and uh, super intelligent. I think he's learned, he was learning this time table when he was like four. Um, so he, he knows how to read full chapter books by himself, and he's only seven. So it's like I think we're looking at the idea of education is just as the educators, but we are all educators. Our kids learn from us until they don't. I mean, but so what your choice is to teach them is the, to push a tablet in front of their face and then call it a day or actually engage your, your kids. And I think that's where the kids want it. They want to be engaged. Shout out to the educators. Shout out to the educators. Okay. Now is that time for the topic of the week. This is a topic, uh, chosen by our guests, um, and, Aaron, what's our topic of the week? Daddy DIY. Okay. Um, Break that down, please. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it, it got to the idea that we're eventually going to develop a YouTube channel on it. That's why um, we use the name Daddy DIY. So, it's essentially, it's going to be a YouTube channel um, showing fathers how to be fathers. I think where it's not just building stuff. It's learning how to re-engage with your kids again through some activities and it's going to be building stuff. So obviously anything we do and, and we build on there is going to be extreme. So instead of a bird house, it's going to be a bird mansion. Bird mansion. Uh, so we got some we got some plans written up for that one, which is going to be pretty entertaining when, once we start getting to it. Um, we're new. Again, we're building some catapults or stuff like that. I think to the point of where we can show, show dads essentially how to re-engage. And then... Then we're going to go again on the same channel. We're going to go shadow dads and how they parent and father um, their kids, their sons, their daughters. I think to the ideal of to give give just a different light to fathers. I think we kind of get <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but that's not all it is, right? What no. else? Yeah, so Daddy Daddy right now it, it will and always uh, function as a construction company. So we do residential remodeling. Uh, the easiest way I say it is we do everything from the inside to the outside of the house, um, except roofs. We do we don't do roofs, but anything you can think of. I mean, to elaborate ponds and above ground gardens, to the simple drywall fix. Um, we also do a lot of things that's are also popular. We do a lot of trash removal, um, which is something that is more popular than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, so, again, if you have a lot of junk or stuff you're trying to get rid of or do some cleaning, you just call us over and uh, we'll bring a big old trailer or take it to the trash for you guys. So, 
I mean, I was going to ask, what does that really entail? Because that kind of fascinates me. Because, you know, when you live in a house for, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, and that stuff, you do, stuff just accumulates. Like, you don't even think about it. And after a while, you look at it so long, you don't even realize it's there until one day you need that space. Or it's grown to the point that you no longer have any space. (laughs) Yeah, and that's, that's a huge one. So, like, we do a lot, especially rental properties. We do a lot of uh, curbside cleanups um, or rental property cleanups uh, where we just go in because people leave their stuff in there. And we'll, we'll, whoever's owning the building will come hire us to clean out the, the stuff that needs to go to the dump. We're not we're not housekeepers by no means. We're not sweeping and mopping um, and dusting. That's not that's not what we do. We'll get your big stuff out of there. So, again, you can go go through and easily do that. But, yeah, it's, it's surprising how much – stuff people just have um we've been like i have a, i think it's a 16 foot trailer um i filled that one time at our house four times uh, what at one house bruh man so, that's crazy four times yeah and the house is it was not a very big house it was it was more impressive like the garage was filled from the bottom to the ceiling um and all that needed to go and then the basement looked the same so, I mean, it's impressive. I didn't think it was going to be a, a niche. But we also do um, something that's quite popular is uh, the honey-do list, um, which is something that essentially what I'll do is I'll walk through your house with you, um, and then we'll make a list on essentially what is a, is a need, what's a need to get done, what's maybe something you want to get done. And um, so we're... We're moving for that, and like that—that that is actually again, it's another popular thing um, where people just don't know. They—they they look at their house, they know they want something done. Um, we go through some options, um, and then we make a list of it, and then you can handle the list. And then when they're ready to kind of move forward with that, um, they could call, and then we can start taking care of some of this list. Has um, you know, with with the housing boom, right? Everybody, if, if, if you've been reading or keeping up or with anything you know like houses have been just selling like hotcakes barely barely most don't even make it to the market and then they're sold and I'm gonna assume that with that comes the need for people to do updating and remodeling and stuff of that sort has has that affected business has that been a thing it it sometimes is a thing but in the market where it's currently so fast um they actually don't care about upgrading a lot of things because people are just trying to get in the houses. Now what's happening is people are jumping in these houses and now they're remodeling them. So before where people, this is essentially like a party. You want to clean clean your house before a party, it's going to get dirty anyways. So it's looking at the same thing for houses now. There's no point in painting a pink room because if they want it white and brown or whatever, they're going to paint it themselves. I think the idea of remodeling or what they should do now, especially in this market, if things don't work, fix them. If you have huge holes in your wall, patch them. The ideal of paint um, is not going to sell your house any faster than than not painting, uh, because people are again they're going to paint what they want to paint. I think the big thing is now that people should focus on if they have major problems with their house, get those fixed. Just be the good person and get those fixed before you hand your house off to somebody else, because um, somebody else is not going to know those problems. Guys, that's fair. What's the most interesting uh, project you've done um, over the summer or most recently? Yeah, so um, 
I've traveled to Atlanta. Um, so I went there and I built this, what I call a backyard oasis. Um, so it's essentially everything from a huge pavilion with TV, lights, um, fireplace in it, um, outside kitchen, and then with a pathway to a fire pit, a deck that leads up this incline hill, um, custom-made uh, stone steps to a huge balcony, and um, then another outside kitchen on that property. So these people were were really wanting that stuff done. I think it was, after it got all done, I could see it connect together. It was just, it was beautiful. So I think it was the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, the strangest thing I've probably ever done was I built a doghouse. <laughs> and um, with the, she wanted heat and a plug in it, which I didn't understand because what is, what is a dog getting plugged in? But, hey, it's not my money. Um, so well, I think Maybe they, they were putting a TV in for the dog. Dog yeah. might have needed a large screen. Yeah, you, I mean, you could have. I mean, the, it was big enough to put a TV in. Yeah, she she wanted it to look like a, a regular house, so, like, the, the top open, so the floors were done. There was essentially a dog bed put in there, so that was custom built as well. Um, so, I mean, it was it's fun. I mean, I don't mind it. People, people want things. And um, there's a lot of custom furniture. I've built a lot of custom furniture, like epoxy tables, um, so on and so forth. So that that is gets that gets instant. I can't say that interesting um, when it comes down to it, because there's so much variety in what you're allowed to do, um, and and so it's it just makes it fun. Building customer furniture has always been like a hobby. I, I try to do that more, just in my downtime. Okay. Any so. If someone wants to uh, acquire your services, how do, how do they go about doing that? How do they connect? Yeah, they can either call me, um, email me. Calling works better. It's my personal number, so it's 920-636-6576. Once again, 920-636-6576. And it's just really all it is is just a simple text message at that point or a voicemail. Your name, your address, and what you're looking to get done. Um, cause a lot of people just say, Hey, um, I want work done. And then that's it. I don't, I don't know anything else like that. Just give me, give me the bare minimums here. So what you're looking to get done, where you're approximately located, you don't even know they have an address, say Oshkosh, Appleton, Milwaukee. Um, and then, uh, obviously your number, I think to the point where, so like I have something to reference when I'm calling you back. I'm not just saying sir or ma'am until I get a number or a name. So that's, that's pretty easy. And then I get back to you. All quotes, um, depending on sizes, but I'm trying. I try my best never to go over a week, so you're guaranteed to get them back in a week. Um, if not, I'll inform you ahead of time. But yeah, that's a, that's the easiest way is uh, through text or phone call. All right, and um, I'd also like to encourage the Kosh listeners. Uh, if you'd like, you can always email us at askthekosh at gmail dot com. Uh, once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. You can email us, and uh, we can also connect you with uh, Daddy DIY LLC. All right. Well, we're going to start getting ready to start wrapping things up. Um, anything else you want to share with the listeners, Aaron? Yeah, I think I think in, uh, I think a shout-out to my son, uh, Kenyon. Um, so Daddy DIY always started from that, I think. Where some people look at it like, uh, oh, that's a, just a funny name. No, it's not. It's a, like my son's part owner of the company, so it's a, 
it became this, it's a father-son thing, and hopefully, eventually, it'll be something I can pass on to him, and uh, he can do what he wants with it. So I think the the Daddy DIY itself, is just, it's more than just the name. I think some people look at it and they just laugh because it's, it's Daddy or whatever. But um, I think when we move past it, like, it's just something I'm trying to make um, for my son. And I think it's just trying to develop it for a future a future endeavor for him if that's if that's what he chooses to do. So you're, build, you're building legacy. Right. All right, Kosh listeners, once again, I'd like to encourage you. Um, you know, I appreciate y'all out there. I always appreciate the time you take to listen to the Kosh. Um, I encourage you, please, please, please email me with any questions, suggestions, anything that you got on your mind. Once again, that is email us at askthekosh at gmail.com. That is askthekosh at gmail.com. Um, since we've been off the, uh, uh, off the air for a little while, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from you all. Uh, let us know how, what you thought of this episode um, and any suggestions you want to make. You know, this, this show is based on you the cash listeners. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're fluid. We make change. We, we, we try to improve. Um, it does not fall on deaf ears and, uh, we truly care. And if you knew from the past, I do, I do answer all of the emails personally myself. All right. All right. Now, you know what time it is. It's my favorite time. It is shout out time. All right. Uh, Aaron, who do you got to shout out? Uh, yeah, I think the big shout out I'd like to do is to my son. Again, I love I love you, Kenyon. A big shout out to him. Uh, shout out to his mom for doing the stuff and taking care of him when I'm not around. You know, it's a huge, it's a partnership. Um, so I think what co-parenting is, we got to understand that and respect that. And I would like to shout out to my friends. Um, my boy Phil, uh, my boy Terrell. Again, some of these guys are some people that help me out. And um, I think they're the best. So shout out to Terrell Flemings and then Phil Scheibel. And, yeah, just shout out to Oshkosh. We'll see what we got here, community. Yeah, and that's what we're saying here, the Kosh. Um, I'd like to send some shout outs. Uh, you know, uh, I've taken on this new role in Appleton. And so my shout out is going to go to uh, – Appleton, the city of Appleton as a whole. Um, thank you for being welcoming. Uh, thank you for reaching out. And um, thank you for willing to be able to do the work um, that needs to be done for the to make a better and more, more welcoming community. Um, I can't stress that enough. Um, the attitude is is a beautiful thing all right last thing aaron parting words of wisdom what kind of wisdom you want to bless these kosh listeners with yeah um except we're talking about building and constructing i think the the words of wisdom i would pick up like build the type of life you're you're wanting to live in i think so so many people want a better life, but they choose not to do more with it. So if you want a better life, be active in it and build the better life. Uh, I can, I can get down with that, man. I'm feeling that. So once again, thank you for tuning in. We missed you. 
Cash. Mm-hmm.